0: Welcome back, everyone, to Help We're Stuck in a Box. Uh, I'm Michael. I'm here with Nito, one of our new co-hosts. How's it going, guys? I'm hoping that everybody is doing good. I know it's been quite a while since we've done an episode for this podcast solely on me because I got super busy with vacation and I was gone for four weeks. Uh, So we're going to get right back into the swing of things. Uh, How you been doing, Nito?
1: Uh, I've been doing fair to moderate, I guess. I mean, outside of having those uh was it, migraines and my back going out the past couple of weeks, I'm doing a whole heck of a lot better now. Nah, Although I remember you talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. Although, you know, we'll, we'll see how this um we'll see how this goes in any case. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, uh, yeah?
0: (laughs) I went into work today to get some manager shit done. Yeah? only up there for, like, two and a half hours. And, Jesus Christ, like, they had, I don't know, maybe like ten fucking people there at one point.
1: Holy crap.
0: Yeah. And Cayman and I were just sitting there in the back, because, of course, I'm not scheduled today, but we're sitting there in the back, and we're both doing our fucking learning zones, like, I don't know, Fucking he was there for probably about twenty minutes after I started doing mine. I went in around yeah. like one or two or like one one thirty. But yeah, I'm now halfway done with that shit. And then, oh, uh, then we just have their manager course on the thirtieth.
1: Ah uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Where do you got to go to uh do you have to go anywhere for that or is it just an online uh, is it just a timed online course?
0: Uh, I have to go somewhere, but I don't have okay. the information right now. They've kind of been shitty about giving it to us, but it's all good.
1: I got gotcha. you uh, who knows maybe at the very worst it'll be uh Doherty Ferry or something like that.
0: right. I'm not thinking it's gonna be too far away. I just know it's across the highway. Mm. Kendall of doesn't want to. Drive, so I'm giving her a ride. But yeah, for people that don't know, I'm shelling out my soul to Taco Bell and becoming a manager for the time being.
1: It's purely time. out of self interest, though. <laughs> Mind you guys, because I mean, this is not something that an, a normally sane person does.
0: Right. I'm only doing this so that my uh, hours don't get cut during the winter. It's always a big concern.
1: Oh well, yeah this is very true.
0: So first on the agenda, what we were going to talk about, uh shit, I had on the top of my mind. I forgot.
1: Anyway, uh, yes, we 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 were I do believe uh, we were going to talk about um, what can be appropriate and inappropriate behavior in the workplace.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna give you guys some work safety tips on how not to lose your fucking job. Uh, step number yeah. one, don't tell your coworkers, especially if you're a manager, that you would like to fuck them.
1: oh, yeah, I mean, like that should go without saying, but apparently there are quite a few people out there who need that to be said to them yeah, and sadly uh.
0: we work with one of those people,
1: yeah. And, and and two, well, uh, another thing to um, take into account here, uh, if you're going to say something, if you are a manager and you are going to freaking say something like that, do try to make sure that the person that you're saying that to is not a minor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or that you're outside of work of all places. Don't do oh, it on your fucking closing shift they're stuck with you for another couple hours.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that just expands the creep level to, I don't know, infinity. Yeah, there we go.
0: So, for those of you out there that are listening that don't know what had happened and what we're talking about, one of our newest managers at Taco Bell had been counted for on the record, like, during their shift, to saying to our friend Kendall that they would like to fuck her. Which is just not okay, especially since it's in the workplace, to someone that's only 18, to someone that's your direct inferior, like you're the manager, they're just an employee, and you say that.
1: Right. I mean, that's that's a basic and classic abuse of power at that point in time.
0: Now... I do know a little bit more about the situation now. Uh, it became a legal matter. Uh, fun fact. and Oh. Yeah, so they were talking about it with Mary and JC and some of the other upper heads, and they were talking to them and saying, okay, well, we need to collect all, like, stories from that shift. So they oh. talked to everybody, oh. and there wasn't enough evidence, and, like, people's stories didn't line up enough for them to take any action basically so I just know okay. that at the meeting for whenever we talk about whatever we need to do to fix the store they are going to bring up the fact that a uh, co-worker was harassed and that we were not going to we're not doing that at the store you
1: know right so in other words it's going to be one of those situations in which since it cannot be literally proven or corroborated The simple fact of the matter is they are just basically going to put all of the managers through something of a course that is supposed to um, show what the correct behavior in the workplace towards employees and towards other managers is.
0: Right. They're going to make sure that everybody knows what you can and cannot do and what you can and cannot say. So like... I already made the decision that since I'm becoming a manager, I'm not going to talk to most of the employees the way that I talk to them now. But if it's their, if they're like my close friend, like you or Johnny or Kendall or Thaddeus, you know, I'm going to still talk to them the way I talk to them now because I know right. there's not going to be problems there if I'm talking like that.
1: Exactly, but you're right. I mean, like that is something take into account you've got to adjust the way that you're going to uh, speak to people that are going to be your charges for all intents and purposes
0: right i just think it's gonna be very awkward at the fucking meeting we're all sitting down in a circle right and then all of a sudden they go yeah so an employee of ours was harassed and said that they wanted like they were gonna be fucked by another person uh and like we're all gonna know who they're talking about even if they don't name names
1: yeah so oh man
0: i just don't get it how can how can jess continually the person that had said the thing keep in mind come into work and not feel any shame or not show (laughs) any shame for saying what she said
1: oh exactly it's one of those things where uh a bit of remorse can go a long way but if you don't act in that fashion, then people pretty much automatically assume and uh, it is cor- to tell you the truth from their perspective, correctly assume that they have no remorse and they don't think what they did was incorrect. Right. They just Well, let's just say that uh, they're digging themselves a hole at this point in yeah, time.
0: They're just burying it underneath. Uh, Uh, hoping that we'll all forget it's just disrespectful, one, to say something like that to someone but it's just sad, you know Yeah. can can you not find anyone outside of the workplace like not one singular person there's a lot of people out there
1: well, I mean like the wacky part about this is, if I understand correctly uh, Jess has got a got a girlfriend yeah Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they... uh, It's not like they don't have anybody. That's just... Yeah, that hmm. is the more
0: shocking part. That that even happened in the first place. Because Jess has a girlfriend. I just... Like, you have to be mentally broken to do that. To say something like that, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that or just not... Uh, Or be amazingly socially awkward when you get right down to it. I mean, I've known more than a few people that have been that way and honestly didn't know that they were, well, being an ass until they were uh, until it was pointed out to them uh, repeatedly and very, very, very loudly, you know. And even then, sometimes it doesn't really work. This is the reason this is the reason why, um, you know, slapping someone when they do something really stupid is not necessarily the bad uh, is not necessarily a bad course of action. Mm -hmm. I have been slapped many a time in my youth, for goodness sakes. And (laughs) honestly, that's one of the ways that you learn okay and it's like you, you you do this and you they haul around and slap you and you're seeing stars for a second you, when you're seeing those stars you get a chance to you know do a little bit of self-reflection right with stars you know so i mean like and you know while observing those self, um you know you no know, when observing those stars you just basically have to say um what did I do to deserve that? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, backtrack from there. It's like, okay, so I did this and then bam. Maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I should ask before or whatnot. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah, I, not I get you.
0: It's it's not supposed I'm to not, be difficult for people.
1: Right. I I'm and I am in no way advocating, you know, like um tackling somebody and you know doing the uh you know ground pound type mm-hmm. thing no style no, shit. <laughs> no. It, it, it just it, you know sometimes a, a slap is perfect because of the fact that a it doesn't do any real damage unless of course the person yeah. is wearing glasses uh and, and b it um because of the fact that it doesn't do a lot of damage but it does create a lot of noise and it's got a lot of shock value it can generally get somebody's attention when they're yeah you know i mean not paying
0: you said a slap doesn't take like cause a lot of damage but then i think about like our coworkers, like raya that have uh like nose piercings and shit or face piercings
1: (laughs) oh yeah right out (laughs) Oh, this is true. But I mean, like at that point in time, you'd have to be uh, hauling off and slapping yeah. somebody hard enough to be, you know, at that at that point in time, you might as well ball up your fist and mm. um, smack them that way. No, yeah, what way I'm saying.
0: Smack Robert. Uh, yeah. Jesus
1: right, right. Exactly. Now, I, I'm And I'm not even talking about backhanding because that's also <laughs> a no, no. You know, no hitting with the ring finger, especially um, when there is a ring present, because that is dumb (laughs) and that's just asking for extra trouble. No, I'm a good slap across the face. You know, go for the cheek, Mm -hmm. go for the cheek. That way, if the person happens to be wearing glasses, the glasses go flying. But will generally not bust. Right. Either you know, um, either on impact when they hit the ground or on impact when they hit your hand, <laughs> if you you know, slap improperly. That is,
0: dude. I have no idea how many times my glasses have been fucking damaged. Like the the pair I have right now, if I look at them, there's scratches all over the lenses.
1: Oh, dude, and yeah, that type of thing happens just from you know cleaning your glasses too. Right. But it, well,
0: one of my old pairs uh i went playing paintball in them and oh. uh yeah that happens and i fucking yeah. shot in the head it, the fucking mask banged against my glasses and there's a giant scrape throughout the glass oh. like yeah, it actually came into the glass we just never got them fixed i just kept wearing them
1: Oh man!
0: At least it's not as bad as Nolan losing them at the bottom of a lake and having to search for them. At least when oh, I lost geez. my glasses in the ocean and I just lost them and left them there.
1: I gotta admit, though, I mean, like that's quite a uh, it's quite a feat to be able to find them at the bottom of you know the was it river or river. lake?
0: River. That's what it was, not lake. My bad.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Still. I mean like I've I've been on many a float trip and things have been dropped and generally unless um unless the thing is insanely valuable or uh potentially poisonous you just go ahead and leave it to be left. And the the Ugh.
0: strange point is that it wasn't even a normal float trip. It was way more than a float trip if you're catching my drift, like
1: ah yeah, got it. Yeah you.
0: and for legal purposes, I, I refrain from saying anything. But, uh, nah, he, I, I all credit to him. Finding his glasses in a fucking river must have been difficult. Seriously. Times. Especially when you don't have them on, so you can't see far. Oh, dude, far.
1: yeah. I mean, like, hell, I've had to do that myself. And I, 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 I mean, like, I definitely feel for him on that. Mm-hmm. But it's also the reason why I wear the uh, old grandma loop on my glasses these days because yeah, but you I'm can like pull I can't,
0: like someone like me can't. I look too fucking nerdy with that shit.
1: Oh, dude. Well, you just have to um find the proper material to um pull it off with. I mean, yeah. it doesn't even necess- It doesn't have to be cloth. It doesn't have to be a chain. It doesn't really. It just has to be something that fits your motif. Yeah, but you And I know that you've been working on your motif as far as <laughs> uh the cane is concerned, and I would almost and I would almost suggest you know working on a motif for like a uh, grandma chain for your glasses to match. Mm-hmm. Because dude, nothing says style better than matching accessories.
0: See, the problem is I've got like a really weird body type, like you know, we're both tall and lanky people, even though you're taller, but your torso is proportionate with your legs. You know, my body's not, as I refer to myself, I'm two thirds <laughs> legs. And like, I've literally done the math and my torso is less than twice of my legs. Ah. Huh? Like, or well, my, whatever it was, it my torso, even if I doubled it up, was still less than my legs. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me.
1: <laughs> well, let's just say that that gives you a uh, a leg up in um like foot races.
0: Yeah. Problem is that my uh, pants don't fit anymore. I keep growing. Sometimes. Oh yeah.
1: And then, Damn. You know,
0: my shirt's also fit weird sometimes because of how long my arms are compared to my torso.
1: oh uh, exactly. Really
0: long, lanky arms for no reason.
1: Dude, you know, this is something that one could actually use as a segue into um uh, what was it? Uh, an argument against, um, say the clothing that you can get at Walmart versus, uh, clothing that is obviously outside of any of our realm of, um, being able to afford, i.e. Tailored right. clothing, you know, now at the same time, I do have to admit, uh, Tailored clothing does not necessarily mean that it has to be, uh, you know, bought as in um, bought tailored. Mm -hmm. It just basically means that you could get away with, say, um, buying the Wally World specials and then finding someone who actually does know how to sew. Or uh, on, you know, those rare occasions, you can actually find an actual tailor Mm -hmm. and then take the stuff to them
0: right make it a little bit easier
1: yeah i mean like it's going it, to it definitely is going to add to the cost of um what you're buying but at the same time i do have to admit one you're um giving back to a uh, local community mm. by um doing the tailor thing and two well uh you are also stepping up your self-image game
0: that's true i didn't even think about it that way Though, I gotta say, you, you just rock your clothing naturally. Like, you even rocked the Pillsbury Doughboy body.
1: <laughs> I, I, well, uh, then again, I mean, like, Delia uh, definitely is um, to uh, praise for that um, bit yes, right there. because
0: Fucking amazing job. Uh, People that don't know what I'm talking about, I'll throw the picture up, like, now or some shit. Uh, yeah, that's Nito's head on the Pillsbury Doughboy. Real I mean like real fun. Our friend Delia drew it and God it's it's perfect. And I'll even I'll throw up the uh picture that kind of like inspired it. I'll throw like all three right here or some shit, you
1: know. And I I'm gonna say this to tell you the honest truth, that um the oh boy, the Pillsbury Dough Me just basically looks like something that you would see on the cover of a self published rap album.
0: Yeah, it really does.
1: Which, you know what? To tell you the truth, almost, almost inspires me to um, try and, um, well, I got to get together with Nolan anyway, uh, to tell the truth. But it would be kind of, well, ask backwards to work backwards from an album cover to make an album to fit it. But at the same time, why the hell not? <laughs> well, you know
0: what? No one's working on his own songs right now. I know that. And so, I know that. We get you to rap over him and everything with like that smooth jazz voice and everything, and make that the album. That'd be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> I don't know about my rapping skills. To tell you the truth, I think I'd be uh closer to um MF Doom than to you know anybody else. That people actually want to listen to but that's the thing <laughs>
0: your style would fit mf doom and so does nolan's beats like if you look closely most of nolan's beats represent like a little bit of what mf doom was
1: this is very true this is very true like
0: have nolan send you a beat and uh then we can just put it from there and look at it and see if like it's the same you know
1: Ah uh, yeah Besides, to tell you the truth, I need to put uh, these USB thumb drives to use. So the next time that he drops by, I'm going to have to go ahead and um, give him one so he can drop some beats onto that.
0: Right. If you can do that, copy that over and I'll give you a flash drive you can put it on too.
1: Dude, yeah. That would be freaking fantastic. Oh, man. I, I'm To tell you the honest truth, uh, this is the type of thing that. Uh, what was it? Say, uh, was it OneDrive and the Google Drive and all that jazz would come in handy, except for the fact that I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. Yeah, with but with any data, when you get right down to it, you know. I mean, come on, we can store these things on our own, um, locally on our own computers, on our own thumb drives, on our own hard drives, and stuff like that. Right. There is absolutely no flippin' reason. Why you should you know basically give up um, said data to a, a server on the cloud, in which case at that point in time you have no idea and no control and um, and quite literally no legal um legal control over what they can do with that stuff.
0: See, my only reason would to do it to do it would be it's faster.
1: You know, yeah, exactly.
0: It's, it's, but it's not. you right, because if they do somehow get legal control over that, you may not have the rights to your own fucking beats.
1: Right. You know. I mean, like and, and this is the same thing that um people have um learned over, you know, the years with Facebook. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, you can go ahead and take your picture and upload it and everything like that. But the simple fact of the matter is, they said, you know, and this is something that they can um, enforce legally a lot um, more easily than an individual can, is that anything that you upload to them, uh, well, up to their platform, is then theirs. They can do with it as they please. You know, they can take it for themselves. They can use it to promote their own platform. They can, uh, well, I, if someone gets it in their head, you know, to I don't know, be malicious, they can basically blacklist you or, uh, you know, hijack your account and start doing rather nasty things and whatnot. It just I uh, man. <laughs> I get what
0: you mean. It's It's a whole, like, self-struggle, too, because then you have to make sure that you can keep getting everything, you know, secure and updated.
1: Right. And the simple fact of the matter is the uh, one bit of advice that is always going to stay true is if there's something that you don't want someone out there to see or hear, don't record it and don't upload it. Yeah. Please.
0: That's a big thing right now with, like uh back when people's nudes got leaked over twitter and shit yeah people were always defending the person that took them but my biggest thing is like if you didn't want them out there why'd you take them in the first place
1: exactly because stupid things happen someone can get a whole uh, uh Like say, uh, girls um, nude uh, is like a girl's self nudes get um, leaked out onto the internet because of the fact that her ex boyfriend got a hold of her phone, right? And then starts doing all sorts of stupid things like that. She really, literally had no control over her boy, uh, her ex boyfriend doing that, but she had all control overtaking those pictures of herself in the first place
0: right it's on both parties at that point it's like i don't know it's like the best way to put it is kind of like when people complain about stds and shit. it's like yeah i shouldn't have had sex you know that, they, even yeah. with protection that's like a risk you take and that's how a lot of things go when people come in to work like not sober then they get mad that yeah people call them out on it and it's like well you took that risk when you came in high you know exactly just coming to work that's... sober
1: <laughs> exactly please all that's all <laughs> <laughs> Love the guy. Yep. just well yeah well the simple fact of the matter is i mean like um when you get right down to that um factor really the only thing that you can do uh, the only fair, fair thing that you can do is just tell the person who came in like that, okay. Uh, and I, I know I said this the other day. You mm-hmm. know, just um, get something to eat, get something to drink, go sit down in the dining room for an hour, mm-hmm. and and then clock back in um, af- um, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Usually, it will, um, it does wonders, but at the same time you shouldn't have to tell the person to do that in the first place. Yeah, they just shouldn't
0: come into work that's fucked up to where they can't work. Like, when Ron worked and he came into every shift drunk, at least he still worked most of the time.
1: Yeah, this is true. The level of his work wasn't all that great, but right. at the same time, he did manage to um, go in and um, work his shifts. It's just, yeah. you know... He started losing sight of uh, what his um, balance point was at. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's most people's things. They keep saying that they mess up their work high with their functioning high.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which
0: makes sense, you know. But still, it's got to be something that you know your limits. You can control it, you know.
1: Right. Right, right, right. Uh, let's, what's
0: next on the agenda? Well, we could talk about, uh, a certain person, which will refrain from saying names of people. Uh, so, fuck, let's call him Kevin, alright? It's not his real name. Mm-hmm. Kevin is not a good person, is an asshole, uh, doesn't take care of himself, like, really bad hygiene and shit, and, uh, is the brother of... Of one of our co-workers. Well, I've recently been told a lot of stories about Kevin from other co-workers. Uh, like how I heard he only... No, wait, no. Never. Never brushes his teeth and has to get 12 teeth pulled at a dentist.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Which I didn't yeah. think was possible. Like... I, just, I don't get how people can't brush their teeth, personally. That kind of smell just, just like, uh, makes me cringe.
1: Oh, right. yeah, that's just it. I mean, like, come on. A food gets stuck up in there, yeah. guys. And the simple fact of the matter is, if it's stuck up there long enough, it starts to rot. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happens when things start to rot. Yeah, They start to smell rotting, bad.
0: Like, rotting, where they didn't have to really do, like, tooth extraction they could just pull was, on them and they'd come out like with their yeah. gl- like gloves. You know? Um. Oh. Yeah. But uh, Kevin also doesn't have a full-time job even though he's not going to school. Uh, uh-oh. I'm not saying you have to have a full-time job, but I mean, his job's not even temporary. His, his job is a temp and they told him You'll be fired oh, as soon as we get someone to cover your spot.
1: Exactly. Like, they told him that but...
0: while he was being hired. So that he wouldn't get connected to the job. <laughs> and he uses Man. this kind of shit to, like, guilt trip people into giving him stuff. That's why I don't really give him credit. For, right like trying, eventually. Or, n- no, not pitying him at all. Because I feel like... There is if you're a not going to put forth the effort, and this is something that you have to figure out, you can't pity people. You can't pity people that guilt trip other people.
1: Right. That is definitely the truth. That is.
0: <laughs> but uh, Kevin's sibling, thank God, turned out like a million times better than Kevin. So congrats to them. Not even gonna give a gender <laughs> on the sibling because I don't want to, you know, give too much information. Respect their Although they are
1: a little bit on the quiet side,
0: yes, um, but they are quiet. But they're very nice, great artist um, that we know. Just all around good person. Again, a million times better, than Kevin. So everything that I say about Kevin can no way relate to this sibling.
1: Definitely not.
0: That's like usually when you see someone that's fucked up like that it runs in their family like it's kind of like a family learned thing you know
1: in many cases yeah I I do have to agree with you although oh, man I'm just hoping that this um this basically means that the sibling who isn't uh, is like the one that we know that is doing just fine uh. You know, the exception uh, is like the the one you know, will continue on something that will basically create a you know a line of nice and better people. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it breaks the cycle. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Although
1: I although I do have my uh, doubts currently on that, but that's that's my own humble opinion.
0: Mm. I see what you mean. Because it is, like, especially when you see people that are hoarders. Not saying that Kevin's uh, parents are hoarders. I'm saying, like, I've recently been watching that show. And their children have very bad, like, mental health problems and very bad, like, people skills sometimes because Mm. of how they were raised in a a, a toxic, like, hoarder environment. And so Kevin uh kind of gets some of the shit from his mom who i've heard is also not a great person um Mm. and can sometimes be like worse than kevin but their father is father of year that i've heard like Mm -hmm. he does everything that he can for his children including taking time out of his extremely like busy schedule of working multiple jobs and basically only getting 20 hours a week off from work like that's including sleep eat like everything right he like sleeps in his van in front of the next job so that way he can support his kids you know father of the year like honestly props to this guy for being so fucking outstanding uh
1: yes although i do have to admit i am worth I am worried about his... um, I'm worried about his health, though, long-term when you get down to it. Because you can only do that... uh, You can only keep up that type of pace for so long.
0: But, yeah. But he's raising the sibling, which is good. Because he does a lot for them. Which is very good. good. And even does enough for Kevin. Who... Like... It's it's kinda hard to hear about someone that's that bad just basically abusing what they get from someone so good, you know? Yeah. So the dad takes Kevin to get a job and Kevin loses his fucking government ID that he had gotten thirty yeah. minutes prior. <sighs> and yeah. And then apparently basically took like an hour to find it finally finds it runs out i told you this is the one where he was like yeah. bang, and just showed the two other people the id and then ran out of the house which i thought was super funny uh and then <laughs> yeah. goes to the interview and doesn't get the job and that's ah. having connections at that place because he worked Bro. there i was like see when it's that bad like, when you're that bad and can't get a job with all the, like, benefits you just had going into it, come on.
1: Yeah, that that is kind of bad. That's like having Oof. your parents
0: own the company and not hiring you.
1: Yeah, although I do have to admit, I'm props to said company because they have standards.
0: Yes. Not the best but, standards because yeah. the rest of the world yeah. can be kind of creepy. I've had a friend that works there, and she said that they would, like, creep on her and shit and flirt with her. Ooh. And then she uh. went to quit, and then they got into her head, and then she didn't quit. Oh,
1: <laughs> God. I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. Oh. Gosh. Kind of makes uh. me
0: laugh, because I'm like, man, this is what you get for not listening to me. When people listen, don't listen to me about where they should work, they always end up hating it. Happened to Nathan with uh, Texas Roadhouse. you remember that? He quit, and I said, he'll be back in two months. And I'm not even joking, like, almost two months to the day he came back. And he was like, I hated it there. I was like, I knew it. You should have just listened to me. And then Kendall, Carter, Ian, Garrett, all of them went to Sugarfire. And I was like, you know, I don't think it's going to work out because, look, they're already getting you guys as new hires and people from other places. You guys aren't going to get the hours you want and they right. you know argued with me and i specifically told kendall don't work there you're not gonna like having two jobs right you have to either choose that right. or this one and now here she is kind of freaking out because she had to drop her hours because she was not able to keep up with school and two jobs which i figured was gonna with, happen. Yeah.
1: yeah which is exactly the reason why uh JC was um, basically laying it on very thick about, you know, you still doing the, are uh, you still working at sugar fire? You, you know, and I'm right. um, basically, I'm um, basically doing his level best to coax her back to uh, just being full time at Taco Bell and try to, uh, you know, trying to convince her that it is actually going to be worthwhile and whatnot. Right. And, honestly, his uh, let's just say,, um, he's got a massive uphill battle to um deal with to be able um to um, try and convince, you know, you guys to stick around, yeah. until things are honestly better because, you know <laughs> they aren't long. great now right it's like they aren't great now and uh they haven't been great for a little bit and it's just gonna take a lot of uh it's gonna take a uh, it's gonna take time and it's gonna take a bit of pain in many cases because yeah because um circling back on uh the first topic that um we were on uh a rehire yes. that is um, going directly to um management training and everything like that. I'm wondering how they're gonna work out. yeah, because I'm not doubting, I'm not doubting skill. i I really am not doubting skill and I'm not doubting energy level, and I'm not doubting willingness. Mm. I'm just uh, I'm in severe doubt of attitude.
0: Yes, I think we're talking about the same person. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, also that new person in the mornings. Yeah. Uh, apparently, do you remember his name? Is it James?
1: I, I believe it is James, and he uh, worked for uh, he worked for Taco Bell four years ago. So. Yeah. He he should be able to slot right back into things.
0: Well, he not only worked at Taco Bell four years ago, but worked at Taco Mm -hmm. Bell another time as well. Okay. So, like, he should be fine. Yeah. But apparently, he just walked out at like 11 59 the other night.
1: Whoa. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Who was
1: closing the other night?
0: Sarah P., I think. Oh. Yeah. Because she said. You know that's gonna kind of like, cause he was asking to go home like thirty minutes, forty minutes early and shit, and Sarah P was just like, "Yo, that's gonna screw me over. It's gonna be just me and Savannah, just to close." And then he walked yeah, out but... that night. So. Oh um, God. Yeah, we saw that note <sighs> the fucking desk in the manager's office, and so I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, not already. Come on, he he's already yeah. worked here before.
1: Well, you see what I'm. Ta- uh, well, you see what I'm talking about. Oh, it yeah. is it's going to be a long, long uphill battle. Yeah.
0: Speaking of him, I I tried talking to him. I don't know if he's a nice guy or not. Apparently, he like yelled at Kendall, but like in a weird way. Like, uh, it was kind of like him laughing, but yelling at the same time, and, like, I don't know. Anyway, besides I, that, like... Kind of
1: like, oh, kind of like in, um, Brandon's style?
0: Not, no, like, more harsh than Brandon's no. style.
1: Oh, crap. Barney was well, at
0: least, like, a lovable little bear when he did his. Yeah. That was his I mean, like, thing, he could... Like he tried to, like, be like, oh, you can't get mad at me, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well he did try uh he definitely um did his best to um, put um a little bit of sandpaper on the rough edges
0: yeah and so it's like apparently hmm. well then I tried talking to him myself and I was like oh so are you like trying to get away from taco bell like what's going on like what's your life story you know asking about himself right because yeah I work better when I know my coworkers. I can actually talk as right. human beings. But um, he just didn't really say anything, and then just kind of chuckled. I was like, oh, God, not again. Like, this already happened with Emra, and then now it's happening with another person. I'm like, why are people just awkward when they talk to me? All I'm doing is asking about you, so that way I know what I can and cannot joke about. Right. Like, that way I'm not offending anybody, first of all. i don't want to create my own problems at work and uh second of all i don't want to like have to run into manager issues in the future
1: right oh boy well it's not like there aren't other people who need work yeah and to tell you the honest truth, um, I'm really thinking that they really need to start. Uh, well, j c really needs to well, I let's just say, um, put the word out to the college kids.
0: yes, He's advertised because
1: to the yeah, we've got it's like we've got a bunch of them living yeah. right here. And I know that more than a few of them, could probably use a little bit of extra um, pocket money when you get right down to mm-hmm.
0: it. I'm trying to convince um, people just to come work for us for a day or two a week. I'm like, we need the people. know. Right
1: yeah. And not to mention the fact that that also actually works to get more people in for business when you get right down to it yes. too, because I mean like, okay, my buddy works at Taco Bell. Why don't we just go to Taco Bell? Okay, well, let's go to Taco Bell. Boom, you know. I mean, like hell. Even if it, um, even if the first bit of the meal happens to be an employee meal, the rest of it is still fucking, you know, more than what you were going to get before.
0: Right. I think it's funny that Not people funny. always get curious about how we think about new ways that we could attract customers <laughs> yeah. instead of like deflecting customers, like because we complain about how many customers we get and then we're like. But how could we do it better so we get more? (laughs) Well,
1: yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. The way that you get more customers is that you're actually able to provide excellent customer service, which means that you actually have to have enough people on staff and properly managed to accomplish that.
0: Right. Because I take pride in being good.
1: Yeah, exactly,
0: which I feel like is a fine thing to do because it's like there's been quite a few workers that we've had where I can say they were just not good at their jobs. They're just bad like bad workers, like they just aren't cut out (laughs) to work.
1: Well, when you get right down to that, it also has to do with whether or not they're actually uh, taking any pride in what they're doing whatsoever. And I mean, like, I'm not saying that you got to take pride in working at Taco Bell. I'm just saying that you got to take pride in accomplishing the tasks that you uh, take part in, in Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like, just basically doing them to the best of your ability and doing your uh, and doing. Oh, and trying to work with other people to the best of your ability. And it's a whole hell of a lot easier said than done, because dear God, there are people there that I do not want to work with.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude. I just, I don't think anyone wants to work with them, personally. There's one person that no one can stand. Huh. And her name is Kathy. I have no problem saying her name right now. Yeah. I used to be like, eh, but then now I'm kind of like, it's fine. Like, she doesn't want to. As in
1: the shit. room is on fire, it's fine. I, yeah. I understand.
0: Especially since, it, like, yes. uh, since she doesn't listen to these podcasts, and since she hates me for no reason, I feel like it's fine to hate back. Uh, Even though I'm fighting hate with hate, which I don't like, but... I've already tried okay. fighting hate with kindness, and that did not work.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, considering the fact that you haven't spent this entire time uh, complaining about her, yeah. um, I would say that you've got a um decent handle on it.
0: No, because I, I quite like my job. I don't mind yeah. Taco Bell. I, it's, it's not something that I hate. Going to work to, and it's especially not bad since uh, whenever we will get more people, we're not going to be as understaffed. Especially when it starts hitting three o'clock, you know, at the the dinner rush, basically. JC's trying to get Um, like seven or eight people per shift from five um, and on,
1: and that's and you see that's just it. You have to have the proper staffing to be able to uh, to provide the you know proper customer service that gets people coming in and coming back and you know being nice because if we've got the proper staffing and we've got proper management then that also means that nobody even eight of um whatever rush that you're in at that point in time is working inordinately hard
0: right you're having fun and you'll do better when you have fun like even jc was admitting he's like my goal is for people to have fun working here, you know, so exactly. that way they want to come into work and will do better because they like working, you know? Right. So I just don't know why, you know, it had to take this long for them to figure that shit out.
1: Um, Unfortunately, it's because of the fact that, um, management, upper management, um, shifts up fairly quickly.
0: That's true. It's kind of strange.
1: Yeah. I mean like the area that you would figure um, people would be locked into long term you know. I mean like the face of things have changed uh, tremendously just within the past five years for goodness sakes. You
0: make a fair point. It's more of a thing where our, we've had three area coaches now yeah i've been here for three separate gms already and i'm about to be on my fourth (laughs) yeah uh i've seen at least two dozen managers and probably around 50 to 60 co-workers and i've only been here for two years yeah (laughs) Like I can't imagine what it was like when Kathy first fucking started twenty something years ago.
1: Oh, a lot more low tech, and in many cases a bit simpler.
0: Yeah, I get that. It's kind of like I look at it and I'm I'm just thinking, man, my original crew's not here at all. Like Brett, Calvin, Barry. The only person I have left that's been here from that original crew is you. Because, like, I wasn't working nights with Sarah P. I mean, Kathy's there, but she's not the cool part of the crew. So. Right. Nolan's not there. Nathan's not there.
1: Uh... Timmy's not
0: there.
1: (laughs) Hell, Heather's not there.
0: Second day I came to work, Timmy had a seizure on the fucking floor.
1: Dear God, yeah, that was something that I think we all had uh, really, uh, were um, underlying scared of.
0: Yeah, he had, I think, like, four or five seizures when he was working there.
1: Oh, dude. Prime candidate for cannabinoid use.
0: Yeah. And that's what he did. <laughs>
1: I hope he's doing. Uh, it should have. Cal- um, it should have calmed things down for him a bit. I hope he's doing it better.
0: Yeah. I just wonder how, like, how people just get up and oh, deal with that, like he you did. You know?
1: Dude, yeah. Well, you get used to. Um, honestly, and this is speaking from a person who's uh, experienced them. You, you get used to it. It's like it. I mean you kind of get used to waking up on the floor and like, okay, what happened? Right. Oh yeah. All right. And let's see, do I have any, um, it's like, do I have any crazy bruises or anything like that? And did I break anything? No. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> do I have to, cha- it's like, do I have to change my pants? Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because yes, guys, I'm sorry, but that is a very real thing when it comes to uh having a seizure. You lose Yeah. You lose bodily control. So um ugh. yeah, we just generally don't talk about that part. You just basically learn to um pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and um get going because even though it's scary as fuck and scary as fuck for people around you you still gotta keep uh, you still gotta keep doing what you're gonna do
0: right you can't just stop right which is odd that they have to just kind of like get back used to it and there's not really anything in place to just be like all right give yourself like 10 minutes (laughs) Uh because you really just did go start like working again he had the seizure online, well, got up, and then just went back to working.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, he went back to working because of the simple fact of the matter is if he went home, he wouldn't get paid for the rest of the shift.
0: That's true. And that's how most people think, too, at Taco Bell especially. You go home well, you can't get paid.
1: Right. And it's very true, and unfortunately.
0: For me, it used to be just like... Oh, if I go home, I go home. There's nothing wrong with it. But now like, if I go home, I'm missing a little bit on my paycheck. And it's like, well, I need that yeah. or not.
1: Exactly. It's one of the reasons why I've uh, basically taken the stance of, dude, if I, if going to work is physically going to cause more issues than, you know, missing, um, then missing some hours, then yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, um, miss the hours.
0: Right. That way I'm not out for longer.
1: Right. Exactly. Like with, um, with my back, Uh, I was hardly, um, able to move around. And if I tried to, you know, just basically, um, chow down on painkillers and, um, wrap myself up in a, um, back brace and, um, continue on, uh, my hips would have eventually started grinding bone on bone, and I would be out for more than a week.
0: Right, especially after you try to unload truck.
1: Right. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, alright, Uh, so you either miss uh, the rest of your shift, or a couple of days, or you miss an entire week. Right. I, I think I'm going to go ahead. Cons. Exactly, and I I, I will take a couple of days over an entire week any any time.
0: I think most sane people would. (laughs) (laughs) Except you come in even when you're like, yeah, I know I shouldn't be here.
1: Well, yeah, but you note the fact that I have been getting a bit better about that type of thing. Yes,
0: you have been, and I'm glad you're no longer slaving yourself way as much for Taco Bell as you used to you're a tough cookie to crack but i knew i'd be able to distract you from working
1: ha ah yes now if i'll uh now if only i can get myself back into a gaming groove yes because uh dude after getting the um after getting my computer back and up and running after that driver mishap uh it just kind of drained me on the whole thing it's like i I, I, okay, fine. Right where you uh, kind of a break. Yeah, it's like, okay, I've got it back up and running. I'm just going to marvel in the fact that it's back up and running. And... What the fuck am I going to play now? Right, not touching so that it doesn't <laughs> break again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. Maybe... Yeah, well... Um, then again... Oh, crap. I might yeah okay yeah I'll I'll get back into Fallout 4 again but I have a nasty suspicion that that was what broke my drivers in the first
0: place <laughs> might, might have been Fallout 4 is a hefty fucking game for your PC to handle
1: dude it this is the thing I mean like my computer should have absolutely no Issues running this thing. I mean, like I have a Ryzen twenty six. Um, was it twenty seven hundred X with thirty two gigabytes of RAM running at uh, what was it on? Um, was it thirty two hundred megahertz? And uh, dude, uh, it has a uh N, uh one terabyte NVMe um drive on it which is fast as fuck and a um what is it amd rx 5700 which i uh, which i am very proud to say i purchased for 300 dollars. before any of all um before any of this crap started hitting as uh, insofar as graphics, cards, and general um, chip shortages are concerned. Right. And this game still fucks with my system. That and uh, Dark Souls 3. <laughs> I don't get it! I just don't get it!
0: Recently, I've been playing a game called Autonauts, which I don't know if I told you yeah. about this. Uh, no. If you don't know what Autonauts is. It is a little game where you play as a little human and you're landing on a planet and your goal is just to build your own little like robot civilization, right? And so you yes. have to go through and automate processes. So one of the first things they teach you is, you know, chop down this tree, build this. Okay, now you can make an axe to chop down this tree to do this, right? right. And what they end up showing you is that now you can build robots. So I have robots that can chop down trees for me, and then I collect the logs. And so as that goes on, the game gets more and more challenging because you have more things you need to work on. So like ah, such as you need a me. robot that charged the other robots. But then gotcha, robot... and
1: then you'd have to care um to collect logs.
0: Right. So like right now in my game, I have like twenty to forty fucking robots, and I don't use twenty of them oh because the other 20 are already doing the job pretty damn efficient and now i'm just teaching some different robots how to go over here place this log here into the storage and then place this log into uh you know this thing to make planks and then this one for the planks to make poles and for this one to put this into the store like it's a whole lot so now I'm trying to teach a robot how to train other robots how to do shit. So that (laughs) you can go through and automate the process even more.
1: Oh, dude. Well, this sounds, again, like one of those... uh, Dude, you specialize in these games that seem to... um be almost tailor-made for budding programmers when you get right yeah. down to it. Well, it uses completely you know?
0: block-based coding. That's the perfect thing about yeah. it, is it teaches you how to block-based code.
1: Ah. So like
0: if schools were to buy, like if this game had a uh, school-sized bundle, if they bought mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like 20 to 40 copies, which would be like maybe a couple hundred dollars, right? For like one computer lab's computers, then Um, they could do that shit and kids that could take computer classes could take classes on how to block-based code from an early like
1: part in their childhood. Yeah, I I hear you. To tell you the honest truth, that would be a whole heck of a lot of, was it more useful to do in computer lab than play Oregon's Trail? And yes, I know, I just really (laughs) dated myself there. But... (laughs) Um seriously. I mean, like, guys, this is a thing. I mean, in school, how many of you have been in a computer lab um class and have done absolutely nothing constructive? You've done nothing but saying, uh, you know, surf the web or play simple games or whatnot, and and not really do anything truly useful. Whereas um with autonauts come on mm-hmm. that makes excellent sense for uh say a kid in say oh i don't know maybe uh, uh was it late um elementary school like fifth, or um grade. and middle school you know it's like late elementary um middle school boom you um set them in front of a freaking old computer to be able to play that hey, you right. might have Graphics yourself some bad.
0: like right. right a game that's just as simple and cutesy as something like this and like kids as early as like fifth or sixth grade kids you know can play this game and as they go throughout school develop more and more coding patterns and shit like that so that, that time it's you sad. have experienced coders going into the like field. Right after college, like extremely experienced people, even going into college or high school, they already know what exactly. shit They've already got four years of coding behind them, you know?
1: Right. Or at least four years of experience um, understanding the components behind coding, even if they decided not to go into it specifically. Right. Like, in which mine, is I'm
0: learning how different parts of like memory, you know, for your computer how that kind of shit works, I'm learning how yep. even for me, like, block-based coding, I've already done it before, but I'm learning how a computer would read simple processes to me that seem easy to, like, repeat yeah. on end, but for a computer it takes a little bit more memory because they don't realize everything that they have to do, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: To, t- to look into this game. You will love it, personally. Okay. I think Definitely time... have to everything besides like the music's fine but the music's just not my favorite
1: the music is just there
0: it gets a little repetitive yeah it's just mainly background noise
1: i gotcha listening
0: about it but no the game is so much fun because i've spent already like within one night i spent probably about four or five six hours playing oh not even meaning to i i got distracted i was like oh i'll play this for a little bit and then i I got really into it. I'm like, oh, wait, now I got to build these robots that build robots that build robots. Like, right.
1: And then all of a sudden it's three o'clock in the morning. And you're like, oh, crap. What's right.
0: The- I'm still learning things about the game. So I'm like,
1: <laughs> exactly. this is not even as
0: efficient this, as it could be.
1: Oh, dude, there is one thing that I have to say, and that is I do love games that actually have you learning stuff. And I'm not talking about just, um, stupid ass game mechanics for the sake of game mechanics i'm talking about learning stuff you know stuff uh that is um might be trivial but real um but still has real world basis and everything like that
0: right i fully
1: get know That's it's one of the reasons why uh was it as a kid uh, whenever i was um doing computer gaming at i mean like um, between 15 to 18 years old, uh, uh, there was this um, series of games from Sierra Online. Um, for those of you guys who aren't familiar with Sierra Online, they're the guys who produced King's Quest, mm-hmm. which was, well, let's just say the grandfather of all point and click adventure games.
0: Right. The grandfather of uh, most were like, not like, choose your own adventure games but kind of like uh
1: i know what some of you guys are going to say wasn't that supposed to be day of the tentacle no the day of the tentacle came after king's quest guys mm-hmm. it's just that day of the Ten- uh, day of the tentacle just happened to have a really crazy ass sense of humor that people really liked
0: they were to that shit i mean they still are
1: yeah oh dude always but uh, no, King's Quest was basically famous for those bits where you do one wrong thing and you're dead, type of thing. Yeah, you know. So uh, it it let's just say that it was um, it it was souls before souls was even even conceived, yeah. type of thing. You know, and I'm not even talking about tough, but fair. I'm just talking about just playing. You learn from getting um, from doing something stupid.
0: Well, not only that, like you'd go to the arcade and you'd spend your fucking money on this game.
1: Oh, but it's
0: they go in and you'd end up being like, oh, I'll play. And you get like, what, three chances or something.
1: Oh, dude. Well, I, I mean come on arcade game. Ooh. You know what that is um that's something that could be a subject for another podcast because the, I've got some things um to say in so far as arcade gaming and how um that actually affects modern day gaming or at least uh, was concepts from arcade affecting um today's gaming society. See, but, um, yeah, good, but um Yeah, but
0: next episode, I agree.
1: Yeah, but to get back to what I was uh, originally tracting with, uh, they uh, re- um, Sierra Online also released a series of games called Heroes Quest, which was um, which basically put you in the role of the quote unquote hero, who um, basically gained their um, limited skills through a correspondence course mm-hmm. and is on their way to you know the um their first guild hauled and um try and find their first quests and everything like that well in any case uh each of these uh heroes quest games are set in uh, very distinct locations uh the first one i would have to say would be uh uh, Dutch and Germanic in um, its flavoring. Uh, the second one, uh, which was called Trial by Fire, was uh, uh, more inspired by the Knights of Arabia type of setting. So you're talking about um, running around in the desert with um, Bedouins wielding curved swords and stuff like that. Uh, the third one, if I remember correctly, was um, set in what you could approximate as the northern, um, um, the northern half of the continent of Africa, basically mm-hmm. stretching, um, basically stretching from uh, what was a uh, Egyptian stylized um, culture to. Uh, what you would find on the um to what you would find on the west coast of the African continent, and then from there, they um uh, for all unlikely purposes, you are transported to some place um, called Moldavia, which is basically um uh, uh, Transylvania or uh, Slavic region, okay. which basically concentrated on again um Slavic ideas and traditions and whatnot. And then the final one um ends up in the granddaddy of what we call Western civilization, which would be uh, something that was based off of uh, the Greek ideas, insofar as what we're um insofar as what we're familiar with, mm-hmm. insofar um with like ancient of the ancient Greeks. Each of these games were set in, like I said, uh, very distinct locations and very distinct, uh, what do you call it, Uh, cultures. And the people who actually um, went ahead and wrote these games and created these games also, you know, did research into um, those various things so they could actually put a little bit of flavor into, um, into these things. So, I mean, while I'm it's like while I'm busy spitting um milk out, out of my nose at um the crazy ass um what do you call it uh, uh, of Mon- uh Monty Python right. um style humor of the first uh hero's quest game, I was also um set back on my haunches with the fact that I actually learned a bit of, uh, what is it called? Um, Dang it. uh, Well, it's been a long time since I've um, played any of these games, but uh, there was a trade language that was used throughout uh, Northern Africa, uh, Swahili. That's right. Uh, um I actually um I actually learned Swahili from the third game which was set cool. in northern um which was set in the northern African region. I got to learn a lot of um interesting bits about uh, Slavic uh, what do you call it um culture and uh, the what is it uh, different Beliefs that they had um insofar as like uh was um home and hearth spirits of uh nasty things that go bump in the night and or rather um drowned women that would uh, you know appear from the lake that they were drowned right. in right. um basically you know lure you in for a kiss and then drown you mm-hmm. basically. You sirens. Know, like, yeah but it's uh it's a different uh i mean like it's the same idea but it's a different execution yes Uh, uh it's like um sirens and that actually goes right back to uh what is it uh greek mythology which you know the um which that series of games even cycles um through uh like you said si- um sirens and if i remember what i was um talking about in the slavic uh culture Rasalka um uh, uh the Rasalka is supposed to be the spirit of a a woman who was drowned um, um and basically because of the fact that they were drowned for no real reason they um live well they exist on as a malevolent spirit that you know calls in people and drowns them right in that fashion um, you know it, and it's not through um song like a siren or anything like that it's more along the lines through um what is it seduction type mm-hmm. of thing I mean, then again, I mean, let's just say if you're uh, if you've been living in um, what would be known as Eastern European um, as Eastern Europe now, uh, it's harsh conditions and everything like that. And you take what you, uh, you take, what little niceties that you can get when they present themselves. Well let's see, if a naked, woman, a naked woman pops up out of the lake and presents herself in front of you, you're just going like, ah, uh, it, it really does. I mean, like in that case, it really doesn't take much coaxing. <laughs> but I mean, that also, at that point in time, also lets you know um, the sensibilities of the cultures of um, Eastern Europe. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, guess what? Uh, it, it, the world is a day. Uh, the world can be a dark and dangerous place. Sometimes you have fun for the. Uh, it's like sometimes you have fun and you have fun. Sometimes you have fun. You let your guard down. You die. It, it, that's just the way it goes. And it's. I got to admit that cavalier attitude that I, um, that I think a lot of us in the West really actually honestly like about them. Right when you get down to it. Now I I I think that most of us are confused far as um what we uh what we like about this. Because I mean like there isn't a one of us who actually likes um living in harsh conditions. No. Hell no. But to tell you the truth, the only way that One can actually enjoy life the way that these guys enjoy life, is for life to be harsh. Mm.
0: I get that. It's just like an interesting type of thing to think about.
1: Yeah. But I'm sorry. Act
0: the way that they act, you know, compared to other uh, nations and other cultures.
1: Right. Right. But man, I'm sorry I got so um, sidetracked as far as that was concerned. Basically, what I was trying—the uh, point that I was trying to make was the thing that I like about video games the most is whenever they actually teach you something about the world around you. In an, uh, it might be in an indirect fashion, but if you know something about the world that you can actually use in the world from something that is supposed to be uh supposedly a kid's toy i think it's pretty cool
0: right and it's all a good game sidetrack that's kind of what this podcast is about it's just a bunch of sidetracks on sidetracks on sidetracks you know yeah but i think that's a good place to end off this episode of the podcast uh catch us next time with nito uh, or in the next episode with Nito that we'll have we'll talk about arcade consoles and stuff like that and video games more specifically and how they've changed oh, yes. uh almost definitely thank you all for joining us if you stay tuned i uh, hope you guys like this and see you guys next time
1: take it easy guys